ordinary horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver. The Lone Ranger. Hayo Silver! With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, let the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Welcome to the episode. This week we have four crazy adventurers out on a journey. We have John Siler riding his stallion. I'm a cowboy, big, big, we have his not-so-twin, John Scott, riding his mare. Um, my mare's name is Phillips. You will respect him as much. <laughs> and we have uh, Ryan riding his burro. This is my Red Dead Redemption. And I'm Lou, and I'm standing off to the side, embarrassed at Johnny Depp's. So, we, we all are. We are watching, uh, but here is this 2000, uh... 13. 13. 2013, the finale to our, I guess, Pulp Hero? Yeah, kind of Pulp. Well, the reason we are adding this one is because, so Green Hornet is technically a descendant of the Lone Ranger. And mostly it's also because this is a modern Western Pulp character that meshed well with Zorro. And I've never seen this movie. Have all of you guys seen it? Uh, I explicitly remember going on a date to see this movie. I have not okay. seen it. Did and you, I also remember did you have that. a good time? Wink, well, wink. the movie, the theater suffered a brownout, and then everyone started yelling refund right in the middle of the theater, the, the dark blackened theater, and then it turned back on. A brownout? Like, everyone shit themselves? No, like, no, not Josh Gad shitting themselves. I'm talking like the theater lost power for a hot second. Uh, oh, yeah, that's happened before, yeah. You should call it a blackout. So this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so we're going to be starting right off the way, if you want to count us down, John. All right, y'all, we're starting this off in three, two, one, go. Right, so we have... I feel like every single time I say Paramount, and I'm not going to say it, and I don't remember who did this movie... Lou, we're not watching the it's goddamn Disney. shadow. Stop making the shadow happen. Or not the shadow. Uh, yeah, so, also, like, by the way, you can't watch this on Disney Plus, you guys. Yeah, for some, somebody has the rights for this movie. Somebody not sharing. Really, somebody really wanted to hold on to the rights of the Lone Ranger, guys. Like, <laughs> It's probably Crackle. <laughs> well, like a good old cowboy like I am, I'm going to take this shot of whiskey and have a good time. So this is oddly, besides just being a Western, written by the same team as Mask of Zorro. Yes. And directed by, produced by Bruckheimer, who, if you don't know who Jerry Bruckheimer is, he's done a lot. I have a fact about this day in a second. And it's directed by the guy who did the first three pirates, Gore Verbinski. Also, this isn't even like Gore Verbinski's best Western in the 2010s. Like, also, this, this, comes out, this comes out a year after Rango, which, by the way, you've never seen Rango. It's amazing. It's so good. Also, oh, did you just do a bunch of Johnny Depp movies? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, this isn't even a movie Gore Verbinski wanted to make. You wanted to include werewolves in this movie. <laughs> Having seen this movie, this movie could use more werewolves. He has an interesting IMDb because he did 
his first big movie was Mouse Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Which I uh, love that movie. Mouse Hunt is like Owen Brothers for kids. Because he's also like one of those guys that like was a big music video director that then got into films. Yeah, so he did his first big film is Mouse Hunt. Then he did the Mexican, which is that weird Brad Pitt. Yeah, Roberts Brad Pitt movie. Yeah. I just want to point out the you said the year was 1933. That is the same year that the first Lone Ranger broadcast happened. Okay, because this yeah, because this is like a jump into the future. I'm guessing. At the time, yes. So I believe did, after the Mexican, Verbinski did The Ring, which was a huge hit. Yeah. And then Pirates. One, two, and three, and then the Weatherman in between those movies. Then Rango, and then Lone Ranger, and then his last movie he did was A Cure for Wellness, which I haven't seen yet. I've heard good things about. I have also heard good things. <laughs> and, he's and, been, like, he's supp- and he was supposed to do after like the last four years. Kimo mm, Sabe. Oh, Johnny Depp. Well, is that him in all that makeup? Yes. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what's like. Wait, was that kid just eating peanuts off the shells? I guess so. So, wait, is he supposed to be a statue or what the hell is going on? He's, well, he's, he's magic. Like, no, he's like he works there. Wait, so this is like a Wild West show, like a yeah. Wild Bill Hickok or whatever yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the, it's the mouse from Mouse Hunt, you guys. Oh God. Oh my! Oh, he is eating the peanuts with the shell. So, did you guys do you guys know the backstory behind this movie? Like, I know the backstory behind the whole crow thing. No, behind this movie particularly. No, wait, the crow is alive. No, I guess I'm talking about the Lone Ranger movie itself. Yes, I know. I was just distracted by the crow starting something. But uh, yeah, this was canceled at one point, like prematurely because of budgetary concern. Well, because they basically this movie costs like a like a stupid amount of money for some reason. Uh, I have it here: twenty-five to two hundred fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, on box office Mojo, it's two fifteen. Well, I do remember this is what Army Hammer did after that Justice League movie died. Also, after the Social Network, because that was his big movie. Yeah, because he was supposed to be Batman. Also, this is Hans Zimmer doing the score. I just want to point out. Yeah, well, this is the Lone Ranger theme. Oh, I know. And he does a good job at uh, transitioning it.
Okay. So I listened, am I the only, oh, well, I guess, John, uh, Scott, you listened to the audio drama. Um, so. Yeah, uh, so, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by this bad makeup. <laughs> or whatever this is. It's so bad. Like, can we call this red face? Well, I mean, oh, that's what the entire I movie is. what it is. Yeah. It, it, like, there's, like, an interview, like, there's, like, a Lindsay Ellis, like, whole thing about, like, uh, Johnny Depp and, uh, uh, the Lone Ranger, and he talks about how he has, like, native blood, but yeah. it's, like, not enough to, like, quantify him to be doing a role like this, and he also, like, doesn't really name the tribe that he's a part of, which is, like, yeah. Kind of just like even worse. Well, I know like I had like a class this summer that I took, and I do like a lot of research into like Native American stuff. And because I did a DNA test, and I'm not going to claim I am any real Native American, but like it's like seven percent, which is like infinitely probably more than Johnny Depp. Um, and basically, every site says like unless you like grew up in tribal life, like you should never claim it, like ever. No. Like, also, um, it's like, a, which, you know, not to call, you know, upon your, like, ancestors for doing bad things, but it's, like, we're part, like, whatever, of, like, uh, of a, of a, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we have, like, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, oh, we just okay. have our, our introduction yeah. to our returning star of Green Hornet, uh, Tom Wilkinson. I was just going to say that we have also uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp uh, uh, always hang around her at Helen Bottom Carter. Well, they were married. Well, her and Tim Burton was not married to her. I'm going to confirm that right now. That was never said they were married. They were partners. Also, I just want to point out this movie is Quentin Tarantino approved. This is one of his 10 best movies of 2013. Well, he. I'd love to know what his other nine are, but I'll look out on my own. It's just like, I feel like I'm trying to like see, like, this is oddly. So, one of the things from listening to the audio drama that I liked was like it gave the origin right off the bat, which just has given us no origin so far. Because the Lone Ranger is a good guy, like, through and through. Like, he was a Texas Ranger who survived. And well, having not seen this, I really hope that they go back and show us all that stuff. Yes, yeah, Lou. Well, was it, they were able to tell the origin story immediately. This is going to take two and a half hours to give us the origin story. Yeah, because the origin story is actually like kind of interesting. That like, and it's very like old timey Western in a good way. Like it's very Wyatt Earp, where it's like he goes out with a group of uh, rangers, including his brother, and they. Oh, that guy's from Supergirl. 
Uh, let me look up his name. I can't remember. He's like a big. Um, he's like the number one henchman in Supergirl. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna have to look through the cast to find his there's, name. There's our pretty boy. So I've only seen. I know he did that really big movie. What was that like last year or the year before? That he was nominated for. Call me by your name. Yes. The only other movie I've seen him in is The Social Network and um, Jay Edgar, which he's also is, in The Man from Uncle, which is fantastic and underrated as shit. Yeah, I have not. That's been on my list for a while, and I have not. That's a fantastic it. movie. And I wish that had gotten more love. I really do. He is also in Cars Three. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I've seen Cars 3. I like Cars 3. And he's also in Sorry to Bother You, which is absolutely bonkers if you've never seen that, folks. Oh, is that the weird horse thing? <sighs> yes, Lou. I mean, spoilers, but yes. No one knew what, no one knows what I'm talking about. Um, uh, he's also in the uh, Free Fire, which is a good movie. And he's going to be in the upcoming Death on the Nile from our favorite director, uh, Kenneth Branagh, director of the classic Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the guy from Supergirl is Kenneth um, Branagh, uh, Mr. Loveless from Wild Wild West. Yes. I'll just confirm right now. This movie does not have. This movie does not have a giant spider. Oh, it's William Fickner. That's the guy from uh, Dark Knight, the bank guy. Oh, he's in a million things. He's the um, the sheriff in season one of um, Preacher. I still haven't seen that show. Preacher's really good. Oh, man. Now we're going to have Asian people in here. I feel like this movie where, wants... Where do I know that actress from? I feel like this movie wants to be like Shanghai Nights, but it's way... Not as fun. That's what I'm gonna. I wish guess. they made a third one. I like that you said Shanghai Nights and not Shanghai Noon. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember the first one. I that's the name. I, for some reason, Shanghai Nights sounds better in my head than Shanghai Noon. Yes. So that's Ruth Wilson. She was okay. in Luther. Locke, Jane Airy, and Saving Mr. Banks are his her top things. Okay, so Luther is the thing I know her from then. Yeah, she was in The Affair. She's in the new His Dark Materials oh, show, too. That's why I recognize it. I've seen her from promos, and I still haven't seen that show yet, even though I really want to. Wonder if kids see that and was like, what kind of toy is that? So this is like I don't know why, but like I know people like I feel like this is the era or like this is suffering from the lack of or like the idea like, oh, we don't need origin stories. I feel like by not having origin stories, we're now stuck with all this weird 
like exposition of characters we have no connection to. Well, by not starting I'm off with... with this movie, but I had like when I saw it seven years ago, and this is the concern I'm having right now is they could have easily shaved off an a half hour out of this movie. Because I right now I'd say like I like the look of it for the most part. I do think it lacks like because it, it's obviously like it's only seven years old. Oh, but like. There's an aspect of like Zorro because it's supposed to be the same time period that like it it looks better. This is basically Johnny Depp, but it's an Indian, or not Johnny Depp, uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, because this whole look he took from, like, a painting of something, of, like, a uh, crazy horse, I think. Something yeah. like that, right? Once you see more of the character and hear him act more, you're going to be like, this is literally, this is Jack Sparrow. But it's... Because, yeah. like, I, again, listening to the audio recording... It's pretty impressive that you can take a piss and kill two people. Yeah, he's definitely doing a Jack Sparrow, which is goofy. Yeah, like she's the part. Yeah, I feel like like that because like I have like some connection to. Um, the Lone Ranger in the past and listening to the audiobook it's like that's not what Tonto is so is this their meeting? kind of because this is so much worse than the what the audiobook gave so in the audiobook uh, kind of how they first met kind of did you, you, got, did you get to that part in um, the audio thing? yes yeah so in the thing like uh, the Lone Ranger gets there all killed and he gets saved by Tonto and then Tonto reveals that oh my god um, Tonto reveals that the Lone Ranger actually saved him when he was a kid and so he was returning the favor and I was like oh that's such awesome backstory to like give them such a good connection to each other Oh. Wait. Did you say that's William Fickner? Yeah. I actually don't mind him being cast as a villain. Oh, he can definitely do a good villain, I think. I forgot he called them like Wendigo the entire movie. Although I do feel like they ripped off Jonah Hex with his look. 
you know, uh, of all the time for reference, like, the villain in uh, Rango is like a snake, like a rattlesnake, and he also has like the same like facial scar around his mouth. Well, yeah, I just mean like I'm not referencing the movie. I'm just saying like the character of Jonah Hex. Like, I have not seen that movie in years. Oh, that's 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 it's so bad. Is that prime commentary material? No, it's so much worse. <laughs> and that's how they first met. Wait, really? Yes. Because, like, again, to go back to, like, the, 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 the radio play thing, to have it be, like, a revenge thing by the ranger makes so much more sense. Well, give it, give it time. Again, this is a very long movie, an unnecessarily long movie. Like, I give them to be credit, at least they're using, like, a lot of, like, practical big sets here. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's also, like, like what, how many other movies have they done, like, big, big Disney movies at this point? I mean, this was the year after John Carter, so. But, I mean, like, so this is, but, I mean, like, this team, so this is after three Pirates movies. Three Pirates movies. Four Pirates movies. Well, three Pirates movies, yes, with the same creative team. Yes. So, like, of this, um, yeah, of this team, so, yeah, and four total, it's, like, they were given beyond carte blanche. Yeah. To be fair, though, that third Pirates movie, as much as I love it, is a fucking ballsy movie for a big blockbuster. Oh, they're definitely a great trilogy, and, like, I think the second one only works because the third one is so good. Yeah. Because, like, and also, in those movies, the best character, I would have to say, is David Jones. Like, he is so well-developed in those movies. Oh, I agree, absolutely. Also amazing acting. Okay. So, like, I get what Johnny Depp's trying to do and also not trying to do, like, like, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, Indian voice? Like, American Indian voice? Because that's what Tonto has and everything. The, uh, he's trying to do the voice from the radio play. Yeah, but he's also not doing it at the same time. He's adding Jack Sparrow in. Yes. Because, like, in the radio play, it's like, He's very monosyllabic. Like, this is very pirates here. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is like, at the end of the day, this might be just like the problem with the movie where it's just like, oh, 
pirate scene. Make us another pirate. That's not pirates. Yeah, it's, it's I feel like the most what? like pirates thing ever, but not pirates. Yeah, I feel like it's piracy in all the wrong ways. Like it's like, oh, big set piece, Johnny Depp being a weird character. And there's like a big set piece like later in the movie that I think is actually like really rad and kind of works, but. I think I know what you're talking about. I was going to say the same thing. It's what the whole movie should have been like. I also think, like, so far from what I've seen of Army Hammer, whatever... Okay. Whatever, like, direction they gave him to do this character is not good. The direction they gave him was dull as a sack of bricks and kind of a dork. But, like, kind of a dork could work, but, like, he should be, like, he's an arranger. Well, I guess in this he's not. He's, uh... What did he say he was? Like, an attorney? Yeah. Like, I don't understand the reason to make him, a lo- like, an attorney. It's, like, to... Oh, how would you... I don't even know how to explain it. To make him weaker up front? I also feel like, again, from, like, the things I was reading this summer, this movie reeks of one of the... Like, the main problems of, like, how... American Indians, Native Americans, whatever, uh, indigenous people are shown in media. Like, them, they're always, like, the mysticism around them, and that's all they do. Okay. I feel like this movie is Pirates times Wild Wild West. Yeah. It's actually the best description you can have for it. And I... As much as I don't like Wild Wild West, I feel like it might be a better movie, because one, it's not as long, but I think the character, like, the the actors in it have way more chemistry. I just want to point out, they survived this. And he's not even the Lone Ranger yet, but they survive it. I I always hate this bit. All right, I guess that was a little bit better with that thing helping, but it is such a tired movie joke. I would love for that, like a movie, for that to happen, and then they just two of the ghost characters just die. Um, have you ever seen the other guys? Yeah, you guys. Like I love what that pl- like all the tropes that that plays on, like in the beginning with um, the Rock and Samuel Jackson. So he just knows how to do judo. Comedy. 
Also, the guy who plays his brother is, um, he's from Iron Man 3. Uh, let me see, James Badge Dale? Yes. Yeah, he's in The Departed, 13 Hours, World War Z, Iron Man 3. Oh, he's like the other bad guy. He's like the number two in Iron Man 3. Yeah. He's the one that wears the uh, Iron Patriot suit. Exactly. Wait, he has the family in this? Yeah. That's also weird. Yeah, probably to give him more of like, hey. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's weird that I'm like... Wait, 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 let me, let me like listen to him talk for a little bit. Because... He sounds like Adam Driver. Luke, can we put the subtitles on, if possible? I don't have subtitles for this. It's fine. I, I'm just saying he sounds like Adam Driver in in, uh, in Star Wars. Oh, maybe not. There was like a couple of voices where I thought he just had like a really deep, low voice. Well, he is a giant dude who has a deep, like, Adam Driver. I think he's like 6'5". Because I think that's why they wanted him as super as Batman because he's a goddamn giant son of a bitch. There's like a moment where he like takes off his shirt and he has like super. It's like he's hiding super broad shoulders. His shirt's like halfway up his chest, almost to his pecs. Yeah, he's six five. He's a big son of a bitch. Oh, he's a big dude. All right, I want him and Tom Welling to be in a movie together. Two tall boys. Well, that's where, like, that that Justice League movie had, like, such a cool fucking cast. And, like, I do think he would have been a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman. Like, Oh, I agree. I don't doubt that. And I've listened to radio. Like, he was fucking a crazy person. Because he went through, like, hardcore... Um, I think it was still... They were doing that weird Krav Maga thing, and he was, like, training with all that. And like there was someone, supposed to be a documentary about that that came out, but it never happened. I don't remember if it did. Um, I can't remember what it was. What that Justice League movie was called? Justice um, League Mortal. I think. Justice League World. What? Mortal. But, like, I remember listening to an interview and, like, a homeless guy in Australia, because they were in Australia, and then the writer's strike happened that killed that movie. Um, a homeless guy pulled a knife on him, and he used his Batman training to take the knife away. And then he also kept the knife like a madman. I'm going to be related to you one day. Hi, I'm the villain of the movie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he is the villain of the movie, but he has very... 
I, I got a feeling, guys. Oh, you mean the guy who played like uh, Marconi? Isn't that what he was, or was he Falcone? Falcone. Falcone. Oh yeah, Marconi was um, Eric Roberts, right? Yeah. In the second one. It's like, wait, you mean the guy who played um, the bad guy in the Patriot? I'm shocked. Yeah, the bad guy in the Patriot, the bad guy in the first Batman, the shitty dad in Green Hornet that we just watched. Oh, and interesting that they're Reed, which is the same last name as Green Hornet, and that's because they're related. But yeah, I think it's weird because, like, wait, it's his brother's wife or is it his wife? Oh, it's his brother's wife. Okay, because that makes more sense. Because, yeah, in that audio drama, he goes out on a thing because he's also a ranger, and his brother tells him if anything happens on this thing to take care of them. But he's also a ranger. So he's when got he's like, like, and when he's like, take care of him, he's like, have sex with my b- wife, bro. No, I'm pretty sure by the time he finds them, she's dead. And like, the kid is an orphan and has been raised under a different name to protect. Wait, in the, in the radio name. play? Yes. Oh my god, they wouldn't do that in a 2013 movie. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah like, it's actually like really, it's a, it sounds goofy, but like, if you take the plot points, it's like really interesting they're like oh he saved this native american boy when he was a kid from like uh something i think people were trying to kill him and so then that guy saves him when he is like miraculously not dead when they get like jumped and then he's like oh i can't go back because they'll be looking for me um so like i'm dead that's why he becomes the lone ranger and then yeah he ends up going and finding i think it's the last part of that first episode is finding the kid. And oh, it's like, his brother deputizes him in this movie. Yeah. That's how he gets the badge. See, this is like unnecessary. Like, I feel like you can just have him be a ranger from the jump. And just have them be like badass brothers. But he's the younger brother. Actually, he doesn't even need to be. He's just like just so that the brother dies. It's symbolism. Where did they film this? Because that doesn't look like an American desert. Uh, they filmed this in... Uh, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, and California. Oh. So yes, it was an American desert. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I don't think of American deserts looking that like giant, like Saharan dune. Like I think of them more like this. Okay. Do you want to know who was supposed to compose the score for this movie? Oh, I just saw it. I don't know how I feel about it either way. <laughs> Do the rest of you want to guess? Yeah. You want to hear? Want to guess who was supposed to compose this before Hans Zimmer stepped in? Uh, Junkie XL. No. But good guess. Ryan? Um, if I'm reading right, do you want to say it, Scott? I will read it. It is Jack White was supposed to compose the score. Uh, that would have been... I feel like I... For what they were going for, that would have made more sense to have it to be more like a modern rock. 
Can you imagine Jack Wright doing the uh, the Lone Ranger theme? Hookers. Yeah, like, I, it's it's just lame. Like this is like so long of an intro. So like, how far are we into this movie? Again, there's a they, they should, could have cut We're half hour in, and he's not the Lone Ranger yet. I, they could have cut a half hour out of this movie and we would have been fine. I think it could have started, like, probably here. With, like, just him as a ranger with his brother and just had them be brothers. And even if you want to make him the younger brother, like, that he's only been a ranger for a little while, but that he's already been a ranger. Like, he didn't need to have the whole backstory with him being a lawyer and educated so he's or a fancy him being, man meeting Tonto before becoming before a lawyer. Before in that way, yeah. It would be more interesting if like he meets Tonto and then Tonto tells him the, the story and that's the flashback. And that like here he like his brother's like, oh if anything happens, you know, take care of my wife and kid. I love that he has the very obvious white hat that's like a big like bullseye. Bullseye right there. Just also so, this film got two Oscar nominations, I just want to point out. For what? Like visual effects? effects and visual effects and makeup and hairstyling. Well, there's a lot of makeup going on. I don't know. It's a lot of dirt. They're really good at putting dirt on people. <laughs> John, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking in March of two, Columbia Pictures announced that they were going to make a Lone Ranger film with classic media because they had the rights at the time, which I guess that's before the rights lapsed. Can you imagine if they had that with um, the Green Hornet and they made a crossover movie of somehow, like they kept both rights? So they were going to have husband and wife producers Douglas Wick and Lucy Fisher... Uh, do the project. Douglas Wick is he produced Stuart Little and the Gladiator. Oh, speaking uh, of which, the tone was supposed to be similar to the Mask of Zorro. Yeah. Um, yeah, except for like the, the pace of this movie is worse than the Mask of Zorro. Again, oh. you could have cut a half hour or forty minutes out of this. But this is hard. not. This is a Columbia version. So then, uh, in their version, they basically wanted to do. Tonto as a female and make her the love interest. And they want it to be a $70 million movie. So basically The Mask of Zorro. Yes. Um, and then Weinstein Company was interested in purchasing the rights. Ooh. But it fell through. And then... Bruckheimer got it. Yeah, Entertainment Rights, yeah, and Bruckheimer bought it. Um... And brought it to Disney, and basically to do like, oh, let's create a second Pirates franchise. Oh, so Johnny Depp was cast right after Pirates Three came out, so right when he was still like profitable. Okay, I'm sorry, but like, why didn't Army Hammer just stand up? Oh, because he had a horse on him. Also, like... Horses are famously heavy. Like, the horse story in the audio play is fucking awesome. Quick, give him the extremist virus. He'll heal. Oh, my God. 
So in the audio drama, he's while he's chasing for revenge, his horse dies. Like him and Tonto, his horse is too slow to catch up the guy, and the guy shoots his horse and kills it. And then they hear they have heard like a legend of this like white stallion. I'm sure he's fine. Yes. And we got another two hours of this movie. We'll be fine. Yeah. So like Oh my god, if this is like some like avant-garde like movie where he gets like shot in the back and then we just see this like an empty prairie for the next like two hours. No, we just follow a crow for the next two hours. <laughs> um yeah, like the again, the audio drama, like how it tells like the whole horse thing of like his horse dying and like it's very red dead like with the horse and it plays so much better. Speak up, you got something in your mouth. Oh man, I didn't know they had cherry gushers back then. <laughs> also his Western accent is terrible, especially like Fickner's doing like good I like his bad guy western voice. Like it's oh, very yeah, that's right. they put this in a, they put this in a Disney movie. Is this PG thirteen? Yes. I guess they don't show it on screen. I mean Oh, he just got him. I thought he was gonna slice his throat. I oh mean, wait. Is that one guy who I think that is? Uh shit. I'm gonna have to look. Because I well, see like, Barry, Barry Peppers in this movie. Well, like, <coughs> one he's of them fell from the train, and I just assumed he died. He's not showing up till later, Barry Pepper. <coughs> okay. So the guy I was talking about is James uh, James Frayne. Um, he's in... Oh, God, these are all... Except for one of these. So he's in The Count of Monte Cristo. But I've seen him in a bunch of things. He was in Agent Carter. The first season of it, he was in Grimm, The White Queen. What did he do? Did he just like stab him? Yeah, um, I think he just stabbed more, him. In more the gut. importantly, Lou, he was Azriel on Gotham. I thought he was going to like really. Yes. I thought he was going to cut out his heart and put it in a jar and drink it later. No, they couldn't steal that directly. But he's also in Tudors, and he is in. A bunch of stuff. He's oh, a good. John, we couldn't show that, even though Disney got away with hanging a kid in Pirates Three. We t- well, they they didn't show that. They they totally cut away from that. <laughs> what are you talking about? We just saw a movie two months ago that showed Josh Gad shit in sand. Like <laughs> that's on Disney Plus. Like and you, and oh. you can't show a human heart. Oh, also, I'm dumb. The biggest role I think this guy has is he's the he plays Sarek on Star Trek Discovery, Spock's dad. Oh, okay. That's and nice. he's really good in it. Also, I think we missed it, but I think like one of his friends betrayed him. Yeah, so again, that the is... The old guy who likes women's... who likes ladies. His, his friend that he like known for like two minutes was like, we've known each other forever. Again, listening to the, that first episode of the audio drama, it's like, this is an amalgam of like the, th- the four stories it plays. This kid so, has been standing here listening to this story for 45 minutes. Kids, kids standing here in real time for two and a half hours. 
I hate this makeup. How did how did this makeup warrant an Oscar nomination? This uh, is like so Jack Sparrow in an annoying way, and the feeding the crow. Right. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Like I feel like this child is uh, us now. Like, wait, you didn't explain things. So that boy is, I know I've seen him in stuff before. He's just done a lot of TV stuff. He's on, um, he was on that show Speechless on, he was in the Goldbergs for a second. He was. It's like very weird that this show uh, has. He was Eddie Munster in the Mockingbird Lane pilot. Oh. Which we never watched. We should do that for Halloween. Okay, we can do that. Okay, so I have one. What the hell oh, is hey, that thing that he, he stole? Took a cell phone. Also, why are these graves? Okay, this is something I've like. At least their graves are kind of shallow, but like, why are they so perfectly square? Like a bulldozer dug them, and how did he do this by himself? Man, he's just a good craftsman. Uh, guys, magic! Come on. Oh man, naked ladies. So this is where, like, if that, like, if the flashback was that, like, he helped him as a kid, this would all make more sense. But we've only seen Tonto be kind of like a douche. And that didn't help. Like, I don't understand why to even have him do that. Like you're making this character some like way worse than he is in the 1930s audio drama. Holy shit! You're fucking kidding me. That's how he gets the horse, Lou. Oh my god, that's so much worse than the like the the thing from the 1930s. The thing in the 30s is fucking cool. The thing in the 30s is like so they go after to like try to get the horse, and the horse is fighting a fucking buffalo. Like one on one, and it's like describing the horse getting like stabbed. No, the horse, like, horse is magic, and it's telling Johnny Depp the, that. He's oh yeah, man. They describe yeah. it so well too. They're like, and the crimson, like the the crimson streams are flowing down its white back, like as it getting stabbed. And right before the buffalo charges with a death blow, you hear two gunshots. Nope, magic horse. And Johnny Depp's like, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're wrong. And horse is like, No, I'm not wrong. I am magic. Also, yeah. like, also, like, this is very, like, oh, like, this is like Kung Fu Panda, Shazam, like, every, all those, like, oh, this is the destined hero, but the destined hero isn't who you think it is. It's the other person we've been paying a lot more attention to. And, like, oh, like, you know. We didn't think that you were like very much up oh my to task, God. but you, this is... you really became the hero that we thought you'd be. I didn't think I would be so angry after listening to a like half hour radio drama from the nineteen thirties <laughs> about how bad of an interpretation. Why did it just show it shitting? Yeah, that he's gonna drag him through the plops, man. It's funny. It's, it's for the kids, guys. It's for the kids. Uh, yeah, man, kids love horse flops. So, Lou, so far, which is worse, this or Artemis Fowl or Bloodshot? No, like this. This, this in the end is better than 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 those two. Like, so I, I will far, say this is worse than Bloodshot. 
there is at least one really cool action scene in this movie. There is, Lou. Once you see that action scene, I think your opinion will change. Okay. So the other thing that they stole from like that first, it feels like they just listened to that one, is that in it, it's like their first adventure where he's wearing the mask, and he goes to go save a bunch of pilgrims because they hear that not pilgrims, whatever they are, like a wagon train. Um, God damn. Um, he's so mad. Uh, he's so mad. He smells the horse plops. Get it, kids? He smells poo poo. Wait, so. Oh my God, this is so dumb. Um, but like, that's who, like, they like find out they're like, oh, the people in there are betraying them. And they're actually. It's problematic for like 1930s, but like they. This are, is worse. The two betrayer guys from the group are working with like Sioux Indians to like jump the. They're like bring people out to this area and let the Sioux kill them. They take the money and the Sioux take all the horses. And like that's their deal. Also, when we watched Zora, we were halfway through the movie already at this point. <laughs> and I think it had one more set piece, way more character development, and we gave a shit about everybody. Okay. You're not an Indian. Okay, so that character would never call himself an Indian. He would call himself by whatever tribe he's part of. Well, because then they would have to go and they would have to research the tribe and the people and the language and, you know, oh, fuck it, Indian. Catch all. Like, it's not even like a it's like a modern term, almost. Like, it's not like anybody, like... Like, that's not what Army hammered. They would call them, like, Injuns or Redskins or... Oof, I would not have called them Redskins in a 20th Oh, no, no, no. But they would have called them, like, those kind of names. Like, you say that, but it only took till 2020 for the National Football Team League to remove that as their name of their franchise. Yeah, did they did they ever announce the new name of that team? The name for this season is the Washington Football Team. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking scum suckers! Why? How much money do they spend on these fucking CGI rabbits? This is why it's two hundred and fifty-six. Oh my god! Did Star Wars steal the scene with Porgs and Chewbacca? Well, no. Well, I mean, you know why they do the Porgs, right? Yeah, because they're puffins. But I mean, specifically yeah. when Chewbacca is roasting one on the spit and they're watching him. Yeah. Oh! Oh, wow. The fuck? <laughs> the hell what was the that? fuck was that? Yeah, what the hell <laughs> was that? Okay, that has to be remnants of, like, this werewolf movie that existed in this at some point. 
Yeah. Oh, because the guy's a Wendigo! He calls him Wendigo, and Wendigos are kind of like werewolves, except for, you know, they're cool. They're cannibals. Yeah, but they turn into, like, you know, creatures. Okay, so I'm lurking. It's like, so in Elliot Oroso's script, it had supernatural plot element involving coyotes. So they were aware coyotes. So skinwalkers. I'd watch that movie. I'd watch that. That would actually yeah. be like way more interesting. Yeah, we more interested than what we got. And from Gore Verbinski's hands, that would have been fucking weird, and I would have been down with it. Oh man, this has like so many. So yeah, Johnny Depp signed in on an 08. Um, and then Elliot and Rosso's script was rewritten by Justin Haith. Oh, was- by the way, do you see what Justin Haith has an uncredited rewrite on? Oh no! Oh, oh yeah. no! Oh yes! A movie we might have to do on this podcast. Yep. Uh, I'll give you guys a hint, Ryan and John. It's coming out next year if there are movie theaters. It's a comic book movie, and it's not one anybody is interested in seeing. Can you guys guess the movie that he has an uncredited? Uh, writing credit for. Did Morbius get knocked in next year? Yes. And you nailed it in one guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he wrote uh, he was executive producer of Bohemian Rhapsody. He wrote Red Sparrow. Which I haven't seen Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Good bad. Uh, he did the, the screenplay for Cure for Wellness. Uh, he did the Snitch, which I don't know Snitch. Oh, it's a rock it looks like a bad rock movie. I've never even heard of this movie. Hey, it also stars Barry Pepper. Uh, I missed it. What's like the timeline of this movie? Like, what they got to do a thing to, before like a certain time, or th- something's gonna end or blow up or whatever. I don't. Did they say any of that? I thought this is what this whole conversation is. Oh my god! I feel like Lou isn't talking because he's just seething. Perfect eye hole, bullet holes. So dumb. Like again, in the the goddamn audiobook, he's just like, "I have to hide my identity, so I'm gonna put on a mask." Like you don't have to have some stupid convoluted thing. Again, I feel I feel like this is a lot of working around the idea that he's like a like a mass vigilante and like origin stories like but like also it's like is the reason why he robs banks is to get closer to the bad guy so is this movie green hornet but in the west and so he just karate chopped his hat into looking better so we're 50 minutes in and we just got our origin story yes It's not even a big moment that he gets in the suit for the first time. It's just there he is. 
All right, so from reading the plot description on Wikipedia, they're just going out for revenge. It doesn't explain anything about all this other stuff. Um, oh my god, they're singing that song that also introduces the Dr. Loveless from, West, from Wild Wild West. So many connections. Uh, uh, so to go back to the development, in 09, uh, Mike Newell, who you'll remember from his amazing directoring, uh, directing of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Oh, that movie uh, was a movie. Uh, was in negotiations to direct this movie. Thank God. Um, oh, man, we're going to see some... Uh, yeah! Ladies of the Old West. All that right. sounds really cool. Again, I give credit to this movie because of... Design. They actually use big assets and not, you know, green screened everything. I mean, hey man, two hundred fifty million dollars budget got to go somewhere. Um, oh my god! All right, so apparently, I think it was higher than that from what I'm reading here in terms of if you add in uh, marketing. Okay, so one Johnny Depp started filming this after he rapped on Dark Shadows. Woof. And do you want to hear how Bruckheimer described? what he wanted the Lone Ranger to be. I read this, yeah. I read this. Uh, he wanted him written as a young Jimmy Stewart. Uh, that did not happen. I Now knowing that, I understand why. Also, they're going to a whorehouse in a Disney film. With Halibut yeah. Bomb Carter's tits shoved up to her chin. Hey man, I'm 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 pretty sure that there's probably four houses in live action Disney films from the fifties and sixties. And she has an ivory. Oh yeah, she has like a fake leg. I figured she has like a gun or something. Yeah. Okay, this movie's fucking rad, you guys. <laughs> Remember when Disney made just these... be set here? All right. I don't know if there's a fetish for like. Oh my people. god! Like, I I just a fetish for like one-legged women with guns in their legs and their fake but, legs. So it's basically that's, just this and and that's, uh, that's uh, and, and a terror. And terror. <laughs> Um, so I'm when you were talking about the setbacks before, Scott. So Iger is the one who had like budget concerns. And do you know how they fixed that to green like this movie? Oh, hey, I'm sorry. The Kingsman 2 has that lady with like the she has no legs. Oh, no, that's the first Kingsman. She has dual sword legs. Oh, yeah, okay. I never saw the second one. That makes more sense. All right, so what happened? I'm reading this right now. Oh. oh, I feel very bad for those involved. So Verbinski, Bruckheimer, Depp, and Army Hammer all cut their salaries by 20%. Um, and I guess getting back end, which they definitely did not get anything. And that's how this got greenlit. 
apparently they were supposed to have a scene where you saw Cavendish eat Dan's heart, but they decided to trim that. Uh, trim it like he trimmed that heart? Yeah, he ate it. That's how they got all their power. Yeah, because he's a Wendigo. Oh, so basically the CEO of Walt Disney Studios did not really want to do this movie. And when he was replaced, so that was Rich Ross, was replaced by Alan Horn. Alan Horn, like, pushed this through. And he's the one who pushed for, like, that scene getting cut. And his quote was, I like heart in my movies, but not that much heart. I assume eating a heart would get you an R rating. Even yes. even if you are Disney and you can like throw a bunch of money at people to like kind of get that stuff through. Oh my god. I'm like looking at so Wild Wild West cost 170 million in 1999 and made 222 million. Uh Jonah Hex in 2010 cost 47 and made 11. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought I thought I thought uh Jonah Hex was like a hundred million dollar movie. No, no. Have you ever seen Jonah Hex, Siler? I have seen it, and I absolutely thought I read at one point it was like a hundred million dollar movie, and that's why I it got. Like, yeah, I think it had a. I think the budget got slashed, and it got like Frankenstein together. The next one is Cowboys and Aliens, which called in 2011 was 160 million and gross 174. Oh, that's a bad movie too. Yeah, and basically, I guess like. This was people saying that, like, oh, people are tired of cowboys. And then this movie got made. The horse is drunk. Ah, I'm laughing. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, what a cute cat. Wait, why are they on the rug? All right, that was cool. I don't care what y'all say. That was a cool way why, to... Why are they being chased out of town? Because he came back... I think because he, he came back to life. Did the robbery already happen? All right, sad news, everybody. We still have an hour and a half left. We have a whole movie left to watch in this movie. Kill me it's, now, please. It's, it's fine, only because I'm like waiting for the ending set piece, which makes this whole thing worth it, to me at least. So looking at like box office mojo, so this opened at 
just under it opened at twenty nine million dollars. This uh, thing bombed. <laughs> oh, this thing bombed. I want to see what came out at the same time. It was July fourth weekend, so I think quite yeah. a bit. So it opened. Uh, so let's see. This is I want the week right here. Oh. July 4th, 2013. I believe it opened the same week as one of the Despicable Me's. Yeah, it's the second one. Okay, yeah, so it came out, it was number two. Uh, Despicable Me 2 came out. Oh, I think it had already been out. It came out the week before, I remember, because I was working at a movie theater by that point. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, so the week before The Heat came out, which is that, um, what do you call it? Sandra Bullock comedy. Yeah, I actually don't think it's that bad. Um, I like that. And Monsters, yeah. And Monsters University was on its second week. And it was uh, the second week for World War Z. And hey, look, it's your White House movie. So White House Down was uh, well, weird me, at number five. I worked, I worked with Despicable Me weekend, and that was not fun. I remember going to Lone Ranger Theaters, and it was barely, like, I barely had to clean it because it was so empty. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is... Okay, I got, like, really confused for a second. So this is, for, like, this is a month after Man of Steel came out. Okay. Yes. Um, so the week this came out, Despicable Me on its second week. So its first week, Despicable Me two made uh made sixty it made sixty million dollars. Its second week, Despicable Me two made one hundred and twenty five million dollars. Yeah. On its second week, Despicable Me made three times what the Lone Ranger did. The Heat was in at number three. So the Heat, in its second week, made $3 million less than the Lone Ranger. And not only that, but I remember the other big thing that was at the theater at the time was that Kevin Hart comedy movie was coming yes. out. Yeah, let me explain. It was in like a, it made like a shit ton of money. It was in limited release, but I remember like a lot of people would come out and get really excited to go see it, so that was a big one too. Yeah, I want to look, let's see what the year was. Although I, I'll admit, I went to go see this again with the day of the time, was someone I was date, taking out on a day at a time, and it was a pretty crowded theater. We were, I was surprised. So in this year, the top ten movies are Iron Man three, Hunger Games, Catching Fire. So that's the first one, right? Second one. Second one. Despicable Me two, Man of Steel's at number four, Monsters University, Frozen. Wow, I did not realize Monsters University did that good. Did it beat out Frozen? It did well. It beat out Frozen by $5 million. Uh, Fro- Frozen also came out in November, and then it had a long tail. Uh, okay, so this is yeah. probably only counting 2013. Yes. Uh, actually, Frozen may have come out in December. No, Frozen uh, was November. I remember November 22nd. I'm looking at it here. It was the same week uh, as the Hunger Games, because I remember working that weekend. Yep. Uh, Gravity's number seven, Fast Six. Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, is that number nine? Wow, that made money, really? Uh, $235 million. 
Really? That was not a good movie. Man, Disney had a weird 2013. Um, you have Star Trek Into Darkness, which is Ugh. the second one. Well, at number 11, uh, maybe the worst MCU movie, Thor The Dark World. Ugh. And then World War Z, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, which is the second one. Also, did you hear the thing about the Spirit Walker where he can't be killed in battle? Yeah. That is part of the Lone Ranger's lore. Because it's very, um, what's the character from Extraordinary Gen- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Dory, uh, right? Uh, no. Quartermain. The one Sean Connery plays. Quartermain. Oh, Quartermain. Quartermain, yeah. Oh my god, this is the same year as the Croods. I don't really get the joke about the mask. Like, why is that, like, such a funny ongoing joke? What's the joke? I think it's because they're shitting on, like, comic book movies. I feel like this is, like, the problem like, in this it's like, is that... It's like the, the Western era is, like, not like... It's not like people didn't wear masks back then. Like, people wore, like, bandanas over their faces, like, all the time, so they didn't get caught. I'm very annoyed by the way they're doing this horse. And the horse, the horse is basically right out of any, like, story. I do appreciate that. Like, the horse, it can fly... Alright, that horse's legs would be shattered from that it's jump. Mat- Lou, Lou, it's a magic horse. Uh, so, if I'm getting this right, this is the gang members dressed like natives? See, I actually kind of like the look of the two of them standing next to each other. Like, I think it looks cool. Like, I... As bad as Johnny Depp is in this, like I like all the stuff that he came up with for the look yeah, of the character. Here's the thing: Army Hammer looks like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, because he's yeah, and next to like with Johnny Depp being so short next to him, like it looks cool. It is funny though that like it's it is literally Green Hornet and Kato, except it's Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yeah. Like, it's the same bit. I'm just still looking. They are very dead. Okay, do you know? They're super dead. They are very dead. They don't have heads, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they. Well, spoiler: they never had heads. <laughs> well, the thing is that the funny bit that Lone Ranger just said—he's like, "That was supposed to be a warning shot," and I'm like, "That's a warning shot. You just deliberately crushed two man's heads."
Oh my god. I'm what sorry. So he said wrong brother. So in the audio drama, he says, oh, Kimosabi, that's what he used to call me. It's like, yeah, what does it mean? It means like, I think like good friend and you will always be Kimosabi. I'm oh. Googling Kimosabi to see what it really means. So it's derived from Kimosabi and I'm going to destroy these names. That sounds o stupid. Ojiwe and Potwatomi word meaning he, he or she looks out in secret meaning trusty scout or okay in the Lone Ranger they translate it to being faithful friend. Which works way better because I guess they're supposed to be Tonto saying it sarcastically. It's the werewolf thing makes more sense if like of why these guys look like the hills have eyes. You guys, what was the name of the dude that he just threw to the ground? The uh, character. The one in the dress. I don't know any. I really don't know any character names in this movie. Oh, because I'm trying to look up the actor because he looks super familiar. The guy in the dress, right, in the woman's clothing. Because he's also he's also in the. The actor's name is Harry Treadaway. He's in Penny Dreadful. He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like, do you remember in the first movie? You had like those two guys, and one of them, they're like bumbling idiots. And one of them's always uh, like, and the, the one's always trying to wear like women clothing. Okay, it's not, that, it's not that. It's not that guy. It's not that guy? So they have two characters who play the same role in each of these movies? Wait, are you saying that actor is not from Pirates? Or that the actor is the not actor that is, character? The actor is not from Pirates. The actor is not from Pirates, and he's not playing the same character. The actor is from You Know Lou as Star Trek Picard. He's Narek. I'm trying to think what I know him from. I haven't seen him. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe they wrote the same type of character in two different Gore movies. And two different actors. Gee, I wonder if that's Tom Wilkinson. It's like I. It's like why would, why would they try and sabotage the Comanche? And they're like, I don't know. Why would the white people have something against a Comanche asshole? Oh shit! That horse died. All right, I'm not gonna lie. That humor's a little dark, but it looks cool. 
Um, what I know this guy from and is uh, he's in one episode of The Crown, which features um, Helena Bonham Carter is in it as uh, Princess Margaret. He's also he was also on Penny Dreadful. That guy. Yeah, he's actually he plays um, Helena Bonham Carter's like boy toy in the show for an episode. <laughs> And then he does the stupid bird thing. Oh, man, these guys are a couple of cards. It's like... It's a horror, it's a fantasy, it's a buddy cop movie. But, like, they have no chemistry. I wouldn't fuck my brother's wife. They definitely don't know that at this time period. That is definitely was done a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yeah, Jaito's just doing all the goofy face acting from Jack Sparrow. Pretty much. Also, doesn't this feel like the same like scene from Wild Wild West when they're like trapped in like that mud thing that they're gonna die? In the cornfield. Yeah, when they get trapped after that, yeah. Oh my god. This kid has been listening to this guy talk for 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 an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> is, this an Ace, is this an Ace Ventura movie? <laughs> what the f- Why did we leave? Where did that arrow come from? But Siler, the train, she she is more important. Oh my god, this is kind of funny. So, in, did anybody else uh, read any more of the Django Zora book? No. So this is the Texas side bad guys plan in that book. It's the exact same probably plan, but on in Arizona about building a railroad to connect through Arizona that will connect to the one in California and eventually the one in Texas before it becomes part of the United States. So it's probably about, like, the exact same plot. Wait, that guy that I I guess was a bad guy is actually really a bad guy? I'm shot. Wait, there he is. Where is he? There's Barry Pepper. Oh, it's the villain from The Mask of Zorro. That's Barry oh, Pepper. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, it's, it's the guy from uh, Battlestar 
uh, no, Battlefield Earth. It's the good guy from Battlefield Earth. John Travolta was the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he also is Listen, in... Listen, while you start learning how to spell your name, he was out there conquering trains. I don't know. Wait, I'm a white man. So, like, why would he say, like, he talks in that voice, but he uses words like urine? Could you imagine being, like, a Native American actor and have to, like, do this whole scene with, like dressing like old Native American actor, but then, like, have Johnny Depp be in front of you and do, like, half-assed Native American, like, like voice. To be fair, the leader of the Comanche is actually, like... <laughs> like, he's the chief of the uh, largest of three recognized tribes of the Selk and Miss... I'm gonna say this wrong. Meskwaki Indian peoples? So, he actually is Native American. He actually is oh, there. I bet they all are, and this is how they thought they would get away with it. Why is he still wearing a mask? Because it's the Lone Ranger, Lou. I don't fucking know. Also, this is very much going to do the bit. Okay, so one of the guys in Butch's gang was Charles Manson in Mindhunter and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, he played Charles Manson in both things? Yes. Oh. I didn't know it was the same guy. It is. And that boy grew up to be Johnny Depp. Yeah, this obviously Native American child. Again, we could have cut half hour off of this movie and we it would have been much better. I legit just watched this One Piece arc again. Duh. So there was literally a giant hunk of I, silver like that sitting I, in the river? I've been, like, cleaning up, like, my house, and I, like, legit just rewatched the part where they meet Sanji with, like, the, the cook pirates, and they feed, like, the dying pirate food, and the dying pirate leaves, and he brings back Don Krieg. 
Oh, from Sears. What a what a tie-in. I feel like there was more about them trying to be like, oh, this is something historical. You know, when I want a movie tie-in, I want my product to be tied to a genocide of a whole uh, whole nation of people. So they shot him and killed everybody. Okay. I don't think they shot him. I think they just shot all all the other of you. Okay. Sears, bring affordable watches since 1885. Sears, killing your entire people since 1885. Oh man, this poor orphan boy is going to need a new home. Well, why don't you buy a new home from Sears? (laughs) (laughs) And this dead bird. Please tell him to take it off. It smells a lot. Where is the black coming from? Like, it's not like close hey, feathers like, it, are made out of ink. It's symbolic, man. <laughs> Again, why the hell does he still have his goddamn mask on? Because he's the lone goddamn ranger. Oh my god, is it... I, this is literally this goddamn scene from, uh... Scorp- uh Scorpion King? Yeah. Uh, I feel like this also isn't, like, an original thing. Oh, it's a, it's a movie trope, for sure. Well, that's a good line. I'll give this movie its due. That's a good line. Movie one, uh, not movie like 25. Yeah, you tell him, Barry Pepper. All right, that was funny. 
Okay, that actually made me laugh. Well, I, I think, like, having Tonto be, like, a sarcastic little bitch is fun. But, like, this movie kind of also runs into the same problem as the Green Hornet, uh, where your lead is kind of an idiot. Yeah, but at least Seth Rogen is being Seth Rogen. But it's, like, that's why I don't expect... Like, I mean, like, Army Hammer is, like, no... He's not a nobody in this movie. Like, he, he's got some skills. But I feel like a lot of this movie is him, like, super out of his depth in a, in a way that... Oh, like, yeah, he's a serious actor. Like, he's not a comedic actor. Even in, um... I don't know. I think he did much better in stuff like Man from Uncle, which... Louis, you should just watch at this point. You really should. That's a good But, one. like, all of his movies that he's good in, he's... He's a heavy. Oh, is that horse going to eat all those scorpions now? I hope the horse just pisses on them. I feel like that's where this movie is going. Oh my yeah. god. Did you, did, you know, <laughs> did you know that was going to happen? Look, man, I've not seen this movie <laughs> since 2013. I just know that I'm a man who just knows how to write dumb triple a blockbuster hollywood movies see i feel like the way this movie was going the horse would piss on them Also, dick move, he did save you when you were being buried alive. He also helped you bring me back from the dead, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I might. Like, I think, again, like, what we got in Zorro... Like, what Zorro gave us in, like, with the racial stuff, this movie could do all that stuff, and it just isn't. Uh... And, like, not that it has to, because, like... It, like, it also, like, kind of com Like, uh, you know, like, The Mask of Zorro is also, it's like, your leads are Spanish-ish. A- apparently, maybe Spanish-ish. But it's, like... And then the rest of the cast, you know, looks kind of Spanish-ish, while this is, like, you know, your leads are white, and all, like, the minorities in this movie look like costumes. Well, it's because they are, but 
It's but still, I, mean, it, I was going to say, like, compared to Wild Wild West, it, it's just having it there and not commenting on it is better than what Wild Wild West did. Oh, right, because of all the stuff with Will Smith. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the shit, especially the ending with the Kenneth Branagh stuff. Like, holy shit. Yep. Yeah, like, I, I, I honestly completely forgot for a second, like, all of the dialogue between Will Smith and Kenneth Branagh in that movie. Yeah, the entire verbal battle where being black is equal to being crippled. Man, do you guys want to know a fun fact about Wild Wild West? Okay, how, okay, yes, but also, how is there an hour left of this movie? Uh, fun <laughs> fact about Wild Wild West. You know that there's that scene where like Will Smith is in like the water tower, and the water tower breaks, and then he falls, and he's like naked, and then like he's like trying to talk himself out of some situation in the beginning of the movie, and you can see his balls. I was gonna say, like, yeah, uh, for a split second, you could see Will Smith's dick and balls, and they have never unedited it. Do do with with that information what you will. Are they ever gonna explain the bank robbery that opened this movie? Yeah, what happened with that? <laughs> Wait, whatever happened with what? There was a bank robbery at the beginning of the movie. I think that was what we call in media res. Like, unless the bank robbery is, like, the very, very end of the movie. Quick, there's the poster shot. Also, shouldn't the movie end here if you just, like, if they just shoot everybody in the head? Because we have gotten no information on how William Fickner is connected to Tom Wilkinson. Uh, I think it's actually the same plot as Wild Wild West, where, like, they... They're, they're trying like, to fund the a second the, civil war? The, the government are working with outlaws to build basically a fake war between, like, the natives and like the American public to basically build a roadway into like their land and yeah and that's it I'm sorry not Wild Wild West uh like one what western movie isn't that Blazing Saddles is that Blazing Saddles or is that Jonah Hex there's like some Western that's like about trying to build a roadway through a thing, but they need to start an artificial war to take the land to do the thing. That might be um, Blazing Saddles. Because I think Jonah Hex and Wild Wild West kind of have the same plot of like a second civil war that's trying to be funded. 
I, it's been a while since I've seen Wild Wild West. In other words, you a pussy? Yeah, like, why would the Lone Ranger not kill this guy that killed his brother? Yeah. Also... Wait, okay. Maybe it's like because he still thinks he deserves due process, but it's like, I don't know, man. This is why, like, making him the lawyer, like, is building this bullshit tension. It's like, this would be so much cooler if they, like, he had saved him as a kid. They're, like, actually buddies. And if Tonto's talking him out of just, like, massacring him and, like, being ultra violent. Because I think it would be cooler if the ranger is the one who's like the one who's like this angry character and Tonto's the one talking him out of it. But Tonto still why did he take the well, now he took the mask off. Well, okay. My guess is that William Sattler is the guy who gave him the watch. All right, I'm back. Okay. Ryan. So she got saved by different non-white people through magic healing. Wait, no, (laughs) because the last time we saw her was the old guy who betrayed her, like basically told her to run. And then he got, and then he got shot. So he's back with the evil guy who's, like, trying to fuck that guy's wife. Sorry. I love how indigent that he just got there. (laughs) Fuck that guy's wife. Look, man, if there's anyone that could fuck that guy's wife, it's that brother's wife. Brother. That brother. The brother of the guy. (laughs) I feel like He's doing the exact same speech from Green Hornet to a little kid. And then he, like, takes the train and he pulls the train in half like the doll. Let me teach you about capitalism, Exposition dumping to the child. The plot. He's explaining to the child what capitalism is. So is he supposed to be, like, Evil Vanderbilt? Yes. And I say the evil in quotes. But like... Only if you let me fuck your mom. Oh my god, you know what this plot is reminding me of with the kid and the woman? Superman Returns. I was just gonna (laughs) say that. Right? It's like he just tosses the table and hits Tom Wilkinson in the face. But like it's kind of the same plot of like Lex Luthor trying to create more stuff and then still in love with Lois. Like 
the Lois and the kid. Because thing. she looks, she looks like Lois Lane in that movie. Her kid uh, looks like that shitty kid, man. Elliot or whatever the fuck that kid's name was. Jason, I think. I only know it because they are playing tribute to it in the Superman Lois, the Lois and Superman show that they're making, or that they made. They're making. Making. Because she doesn't know if it's her husband or not. Wait, why is there a narrator now? This is the first narration in this movie, right? Yes. Who is even saying this? I feel like it's Tom Wilkinson, but I don't know. Okay, there we go. I feel like he he must have lucked out and just like got to do so many movies as being like this bad guy character that he made so much bank on. I mean, he didn't make bank on this. Well, he didn't take that 20% pay cut. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, he still didn't make money on this. So I want to see like what his first big role. He's been around forever, but he mostly did obviously a lot of English stuff. Oh shit! He was in the Ghost in the Darkness. The hell is he in that? Holy shit, I forgot. He's the bad guy in Rush Hour. That is how long he's been playing this character. Of like, evil rich white guy doing evil rich white guy things. Also in Michael Clayton, he was in John Adams. Is that the HBO John Adams? Yes. That show is really good if you're a history fan. He's also in... Charles Sunshine, The Spotless Mind, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, Yeah, Batman Begins, Exorcism of Emily Rose. He was in Mission Impossible 4. That woman has, like, absolutely nothing to do with this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot. She's just there to be... Like, she's the love interest. Because, like, every movie needs a love interest. When they could have just honestly cut her, her son, maybe that whole subplot, like, out. He's talking about himself? He's talking about, uh him oh this is actually awesome casting I've never seen this I wonder how good it is the Kennedy's um, miniseries he played Joe Kennedy I feel like that's goddamn perfect casting huh oh he's the 
He's in Grand Budapest Hotel. I love that goddamn movie. So wait, does Hell Up on a Carter never come back? No. No. Wait, are you like, shitting me? She's yeah, like, like they, they do the like whole whorehouse more... bit and then she's gone. I think she's in like one more scene at the end. Oh, so Tom Wilkinson is the other guy in the group. Because he did the watch thing. That's... Even though it's CG, that is very dangerous. But also, why and where's her kid? Waiting back there? I don't know. I love him doing Sherlock Holmesy stuff. He would made a good Moriarty. Oh yes, but the Moriarty we got in those Sherlock Holmes movies, I I lose I don't remember the actor's name. He is so good. I actually feel like they probably take each other's roles all the time. Because I feel like if you need, like, a bigger, kind of heavier dude, you go with Tom Wilkinson. And then if you want, like, a smaller guy, uh, it's Jared Harris. Why wouldn't he just shoot him in the face? Remember, Danny, I gave you that really evil speech about capitalism. Remember, Danny, capitalism. Remember, Danny, I gave you a train. I gave you the train, Danny. Wait, why would this kid who seemed super confident like five minutes ago now all of a sudden turn into like a fucking asshole? I don't want to put the gun down. What would his mom have to do with anything? And how would she know? Yeah, also, hey, kid, a lot of our dads have died. Like, come on, grow up, kid. And, and Yeah, I don't have you... a dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the line from Iron Man. Well, most kids don't have dads. Don't need to be a pussy about it. Wait, wait, wait. I am so confused now. So, Baron Pepper is not a bad guy? Barry Pepper is a bad guy. He's on, um... He's just government stooge? Yes. Um, 
which I, as a white man, cannot put blame on me attacking a person of color. He's on the payroll of Tom Wilkinson. That was a turn that was like both unnecessary and confusing and meaningless. Because that was what the second time we've seen Barry Pepper or the third? Second. And it's like we just assumed he was a bad guy this whole time. So then why so, like, do like the, the double turn you, when we already yeah. knew he was a bad guy? Also, didn't that kid meet his uncle like not that long ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But did you give him a train? I don't think so. Oh, it's a fake bird. I still think it's funny they're like, silver! Bunches of silver! I'm like, could you just make it gold? Like, it's, it, it'd be like, ooh, platinum! Nothing but platinum! Or unobtainium? Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Like, unobtainium <laughs> is a real thing. Like, did you no, have unobtainium? No, it's not. Unobtainium is definitely not a real thing. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Besides, sorry why we're doing this. Like, there's like, I understand, like, there's an idea, like, in films where it's like, you sometimes downplay certain things because it doesn't make, like, it, it's like too unbelievable, even if it is real. And yeah. I remember in like 30 Days of Night, and the movie set in Barrow, Alaska, and the movie set in the dead of winter, and they're like, oh my god, it's 20 below. Which, to you guys, sounds like unbelievable. 20 below, I can't even believe that. But like, Barrow, Alaska, gets to like 60 to like 75 below. But that sounds crazy. Okay, can I just sign up? I don't understand this bad guy plot in anything. So yeah. I've, I want this woman. She now knows my secret that I'm a bad guy and had her husband killed. But since I'm rich and love her, she's still going to be into me? No, I think he's going to like force her to be his wife and her son who's an asshole, is like, just, oh, I'll totally be okay with this because I understand the benefits of capitalism to a young white boy like me. Cultural um, cultural so, appropriation upon cultural appropriation. Yeah. They think, the, they think the, the, the cave is full of, like, poison. That's why the bird yeah, is well, Yeah, because the canary in the coal mine thing. But they would not use crows and... Also, the Chinese people who were brought there would not be wearing rice paddy hats because there are no fucking rice paddies in the middle of the desert. Leave her alone. I, I love capitalism, but I won't let you hit my mom. <laughs> Do I have to give you another lesson in capitalism?
that just seems very, very lucky. Man, because he can't you be know, killed. But like, if they play, if they actually like explained the can't be killed thing better, it would make it would be more interesting. Yeah. So all of that stupid peanut shit is just for that scene to have it pay off right there. I, oh, like, I thought it was dirt. No, oh, it's the stupid peanut shit. It's crazy that, like, for being basically the same... Okay. But, I mean, like, the same kind of premise as Green Hornet, and, like, the... It's a two-hander with a foreign character and a American character, and it's the odd couple, but they're... Oh my god, this is fucking dumb. Um, oh my god. Um, isn't there like 45 minutes left of this movie? I don't know, can you check? Hey guys, that's why we started a whole hour early, am I right? Oh god, we started this regular time. Yeah, so it's 220. I mean, we're at an hour 51, and there's 229. So, yeah, there's 40 minutes left. How is this not the final set piece? How is there another 40 minutes left? Just wait. This final set piece, I think, is better than what's right now. So they have a Gatling gun? Oh my god. So what could have been a triumphant set piece for the Native Americans instead becomes their massacre? Yeah. Holy shit. His hat is still on. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, so... I I know movies... He runs exactly the same as Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I know movies need to have like a good like good villains, but like our leads are getting insanely outacted by the two main villains. Barry Pepper is in the same movie as Army Hammer and Johnny Depp, but William Fincher is doing some of his best work in his career in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Pepper just get killed by an 80-year-old man? No, this guy died. Uh, but he did get stabbed. Oh, my, my hand. Oh, Why Is it that he got cut, or is that it's just blood on it? Is he going to get a fucking redemption at the end of this movie? Oh, no. 
Okay, because like that would really piss me off. Because that scene really bothered me like a lot. It was so fucking unnecessary to have like what could have easily been the end of this movie, then turn into a massacre of Native Americans. So basically, all every Native American we've seen in this movie that's actually Native just died in a horrible way. Yeah, it's except it's Johnny Depp. He's not Native American. And possibly all the Chinese people, too. Oh, it's the crow. Is he going to have two crows on his head? Turns out there's like a bird's nest and he laid some eggs in his head. That kid's still here. So hey, is he? I mean, is he doing act-outs during this entire story that he's telling this kid? I mean, Mister, I don't understand why you're going off on these tangents. Like, can you just like tell me, like, kind of like just what happened? Mister, why is your hair? Why is your body made of leather and your hair is black in the back but gray in the front? Wait, you're telling me a corrupt government killed a group of your own people? Does that mean, like, I should rise up against the government? It's like, oh. no, like, don't even, like, think about that hard, kid. See, this is, again, like, it's like, they had to make them corrupt government, and it's like, historically, it was just government policy. It wasn't even corrupt. It's like, oh, that was just what it was. And, like, if you wanted to do, like, a modern, more um, serious take on this, like, you could lean into, like, the racism and the problems, but, like, there are... That's not even, like, half measures in this movie. It's, like, quarter measures. It's, like, sort of there, but it's done so lightly and so bad, it's even more insulting. Again, it's, like, someone listened to that, like, one audio play... And then did a quick Google of like, and it's like, oh, Chinese people built the railroad, so we have to have Chinese people. And then white people killed Native Americans because they're bad. Again, like, I'm just thinking back to Mask of Zorro that, like, we arguably have, like, equal standing actors in this movie. Like, for what the time period was. Because, like, I would say, like, our villains are kind of... We probably have better actors for the villains oh, in this hey, movie. Oh, hey, the guy from Office Space. Hey, and now yeah, his pocket watch is gold. I mean, it's like Bill Dotry from King of the Hill. I still don't even understand the plot. So he's going to, when they take their train, he's going to, oh no, they're blowing it up. Okay. So he is manufacturing a war between the American public and the Comanches to steal their land because their land is full of silver. And they're going to use, like, the expansion of, like, this railroad to, like, kind of do it. The Lone Ranger and Tonto are destroying it, so they don't have a train to go into there, the thing? 
What does this have to do with the bank robbery? The, man, the bank, bank robbery is in the past. <laughs> but is it, or is it in the future, and this is all a flashback? I think this is... I like that Kate is also confused about what's going on. I... Here we go. Oh, oh there we robbery. go! Oh, this is how they got all the nitroglycerin. All right, at least it's oh, all back in. Oh, thank God, we've, we understood the origin of how they got the explosives. Thank you, Phil. Oh, it's that guy from Dodgeball. That's who you're talking about from The Office. Yeah. Uh, he's Our in everything. Office. Yeah. Uh, in Office Space. Yeah, it's like, did you take my stapler? Yeah, he's Phil Dotrieve. You know what he's really good in? And to show, I feel like I will have to rewatch at some point, is um, News Radio. As the I've never, never seen it. It's, if you like Phil Hartman, and like any of his stuff on SNL, just to watch, because it's basically the only thing he got to really do. It's like the last big thing for Phil Hartman. It's really kind of like the only thing he got to do. Like, uh, I like, mean, a, like he's he's pretty good in Jingle All the Way. I, I don't. Yeah, want. but he's not, he's not the lead. Like he's kind of one of the. He's not the lead of the show, but he's a major part of that show. I I mean, like I don't think he was ever a, a, a lead really in a lot of shows. But like, like he's like he's, he's the kind the of comedic lead, like of the comedy in that show. Like Dave Foley is the lead of of News Radio. Oh yeah. Um, I know we're going off on a tangent, but like it has one of the most insane casts like ever. Yeah, like, News Radio is great. It's so it's Dave Foley. He was like one of the main people on it. Oh, here's the lead, and I don't know if he was one of the writers. Stephen Root, Andy Dick, Maura Tierney. Andy Dick was way later. Also, Andy Dick. No, he's in yeah. episode. He's in the f- first episode. Okay, well, Andy Dick is a fucking asshole that's also oh, like, yes. attributed oh, to guys, the death Guys, of, it's okay. Uh, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's back. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Oh, is she gonna fucking shoot someone with her leg? Oh, yes. But, like, yes. But this is kind of one of the main things that broke him. Uh, more Tierney, uh, Joe Rogan, this is, like, his first thing he ever did. He's a baby in this show. Uh, Phil Hartman, uh, John Lovitz. He's here, who came in here, way kid, later. Here, kid, take this bullet. If you have a problem, just throw it at someone. I mean, if he's Superman's kid, you can just throw it, the bullet, and just blow. Oh my god, I, that, all right, I need to look up that guy that was just on the screen, the black guy. Um, I have seen him in so many things. Whoa! He killed that guy! He killed Bill, Bill Dotrieve! Oh, wait, no, he's still alive. Where did he shoot him? In the dick? He like, he, like, shot him in the leg. This is Wild Wild West! Where they're like, Oh, we're gonna give you control. And he's like, "Oh, you're a madman." And then they okay, like hold the on. guy. I think we're about to start like, oh, my we'll favorite scene. Of the... We're pretty much about to start my favorite scene of the whole movie. This final action piece. Oh yeah. 
Did he this get is Also, what is this? Like, what a weird kink. No, but like, why? Touch her like, weird ivory porcelain leg. Why would he call him boy? Because he's racist. But it's the wrong racist. But like, also, like, why is Barry Pepper into this? Also, why Barry Pepper's character is even in this? How are you not into this? But no, but I mean, like, why is... I'm joking. Hold on. I would say Barry Pepper is as underutilized as Ruth Wilson, like... I don't understand why they're in this movie and what their characters are doing. Yep, there are, like, too many characters in this movie. Like, I get Helena Bottom Carter's character, and I think it's a fine thing to do. See, it would have been so much funnier if she did that and blew Barry Pepper's head off. Can you imagine just Barry Pepper's head violently exploding? Or no, if he started straddling it and she blew his dick off. Well, that'd be even funnier. I feel like because this movie's so long, I'm going to talk about like how I feel about it, even though I've done it the whole time. This movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It's like it, some points it wants to be Pirates of the Caribbean, but then sometimes, like there this is Pirates go. of the Caribbean here. No, this is the best scene in the movie. But, like, why is he all of a sudden good at things? Who cares? It's fucking awesome. Also, none of those people died. Nobody died. But I am glad. So we're having a train chase. Yeah. Also, and couldn't she just jump off right there? It's not going very fast. Also... Having the theme song right here is perfect. Like, oh yes, perfect. This is this is like having the yeah, Spider-Man okay. song in Spider-Man. Like he's like riding on top of the houses. That's some not good CGI though, but yes. But sure, the but like concept, like, conceptually, like, yes, it looked awesome. Also, what is like, three guns chasing after I, each other? Like okay, yeah. I feel like this whole movie is like they had basically like okay our. We have like the final set piece. We knew, we know what this action scene needs to be, but then like we have to build a film to that point. Also, if they're carrying all that stuff, there's like no way they would ever be able to catch up. Because I feel like this. Part of this movie would be better if it was rated, like, R. I don't think this movie would work as rated R. No. Well, I mean, like, I feel like you could, if you wanted to make a serious take, which they're sometimes doing, then you need to have this movie be rated R and lean into the brutality of the Wild West. But then you have, then you have where it's like, oh, it's, um, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Shout out to Hans Zimmer for this this score right here. I love it. 
Also, I told you my my former husband's brother would show up and fuck me. Okay, now this is. Hey. Oh, is he going like Tokyo Drift underneath it? <laughs> is he going to drift the horse? Just watch. Okay, okay. Is he going to ride the horse through the train? Yes. I'm standing here thinking, I'm like, have I seen Barry Pepper in anything that I like? And yes, he's in lots of good movies. He's just also in lots of the worst garbage ever created. I thought that went right through his cheek. I thought so, too. That would have been badass. He should have picked picked the sturdier fruit. Also, why is he, like, taking weird aim at this child? So is he a clean freak? Yeah, isn't this fucking rad? This is oh. a cool, like, cons- like I like this. This, is, this makes up for the last is hour and a half. Two hours no, it does not, John. John I Scott, think- it does not. The whole movie should have been this. But it should have been four set pieces in an hour and a half. Maybe two hours. No, for this type of a movie, two hours is way too long. I don't know, Zora got done a little over two, so I think it could have worked. But I think that's because, like, I do, like, I think Zoro is because the chemistry of everyone involved is so good, top to bottom. And Okay. All right, Dudley, do right. Yeah. But, like, to go back to, like, what your point about Zoro, I think Zoro's timing works is because it's it's set piece, like, it's, like, four or five set pieces and several, mon- like, and there's, like, a good montage. And we're never sitting around doing nothing. Like, there's so much of this, like, the first 40 minutes of this movie is unnecessary. I like this part of the score right here. Yeah, that was a trailer moment. That was also a very Jack Sparrow moment. Yes. I actually feel like it literally happened in Pirates. And again, I think that goes back to my problem is I don't think this movie knows what it wants to be.
Because, like, again, like, the, if it wanted to be more of, like, the Zoro pirates, I think it would have worked. And so he's dead now, right? It's just, like, it tries to get too serious at points. I think that's the problem. And why this, this set piece works so well. This is so. See, but like, this just annoys me that, like, the whole movie should have been this. Like, we should have had a half hour. Good. Good. So, are they both dead? I think so. That is, yeah. There's no... Uh, that's the worst. No build-up to that? Yeah. Well, like, on his side, I guess kind of, but, like, on hers, it's none. So is she just always into him? See, that's where he should have dropped, like, like the red skin or, or whatever, or an engine, like. Oh, because he, oh, so going back to the monster, like, subplot that this script used to have, he's like, he has a silver bullet. Yes. Which he wastes by shooting a gun? That's the idea. I think they just blew a lot of this stuff up, so that definitely looks expensive. He is violently dead. So, that's almost literally the exact same kind of death 
from Zoro. Because remember, he ties him to the thing full of gold and kicks it off. And he gets dumped over the cliff. Like, look at this. Oh my god. I mean, does he look real villains? Hey, but I do think some of the things that, like, were... It's not as fun here is because there's so much less practical effects in these big set pieces. Man, I love that scene. That's oh, yeah. oh no, that scene is really good. And again, it's just like that should have been the whole movie. It's also a shame that the whole film wasn't like as like action packed as that. Why is that one guy a mummy? Because they all uh, got injured all the when the train are, like fucking beat the shit. Oh, I didn't realize we jumped ahead. No one ranger? Is there like a half hour left in this? No, this is almost over. It's like 15 minutes. Are they saving this moment for him to actually say "Hi Ho Silver"? Just hang on. He does say it. I'll confirm they, that now. Okay, but like he, they hadn't named the horse till yet, right? I don't think so. So. What is the point of her character? It's almost like there wasn't. It's almost like, hey, we have a triple-A big blockbuster film, and we have like a male lead. We obviously need a female hero or a female character of some kind for them to like. But like, again, absolutely do nothing within the film at all. And to go back to it, it's like, why was Barry Pepper's character needed? Why couldn't she just take the Barry Pepper scenes and make them William Fickner scenes? Like, that gunfight could have easily been William Fickner and been just as cool. It's like going back to, like, Mask of Zorro. It's like we have... Two-on-two. Uh, two. What was that? I said Mask of Zorro is two-on-two, two, and it's like they're connected to their guys. So if you had Tonto against uh, Wilkinson... An army hammer against Fickner, like that would have been fine. But but basically, what I was saying is, it's like you have like the Mask of Zorro, and you have like your male lead and your female lead. But the female lead, like, also like plays like a heavy part within the film and the plot and the structure and like what goes on in the film and it's not, like not cast on the wayside. It's like it's because like very much like her role is like a, a square peg fit into a round hole. It's just like she's there because a film needs it, but she doesn't fit at all.
Okay, I'm surprised. Really? With the demon rabbit? The demon rabbit eating a scorpion? That kid was here the whole time. Kid, you've been here for two and a half hours. Please leave. See, it would make me really happy if he turned around and it's like, it's just Johnny Depp now. And he's not in the makeup. Yeah, what ended up happening with the nature eye balance thing? Alright, so I'll be honest. This part right here, you could have cut out. All of this. All this stuff with the kid. Yeah. Oh, this this reeks of, like, uh, it's reshoots like a to worst me. version of Princess Bride. <laughs> I feel like, I bet that this wasn't reshoots, but it, why is that bullet so much bigger now? And disappeared. So, and the fucking crow's alive. Okay. Oh, the bird was real the whole time! Fucking mind tree. And that boy right there grew up to be the green hornet. Well, that would have actually been cool if it was like, oh, my like, Yeah, you fucking loser. Why would you do a callback to a popular thing? To like one of the most famous, like Kimosabi, Hi Ho Silver, the song, and just Tonto in general. Well, Lou, oh. you finally made it. You made it through, guys. There's no after credit scene, right? No. Are you sure? Okay, well, there's this. There's like stuff in Could between you before. The... <laughs> Hello, Lone Ranger. We like it, to talk about him walking we like through to talk the to you about the Avengers desert. Initiative. So it's just Johnny Depp in makeup, like straddle walking. Yes. All right. That's it. That's the credits. All right. So I'm gonna make a bold, bold statement. I don't hate this movie. Problems at all. I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. The my biggest issue is is that yes, there are things that are wildly unnecessary, which I agree with. Like the stuff about um. Again, stuff with the, the wife could have been cut. The stuff with the kid could have been cut. You could have cut a solid half hour of this movie. It would have been so much better. But I still really, really do enjoy it. And Johnny Depp, yeah, is problematic. But there are parts that made me giggle as Tonto. And I, I don't hate the movie overall. I really do think it's a stupid, fun time. Problems be damned. Um, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know how, like, it's... So it's as long as a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, this again, the the runtime kind of does kill and it. It's very boring for huge chunks of it. Like it is very boring. And like again, like that final set piece is awesome. Like I'm I cannot argue with that. Like it's awesome. But it's so good that it actually makes the movie worse because you're like, why wasn't this the whole movie? And I, I, it's just I don't I hate this movie. I never. Like, I, movie I I'm not gonna like have on constant repeat. It's a movie I'm gonna come back to like every five to ten years. I'll be like, hey, I feel like watching Lone Ranger, and then I'll watch it, and I'll be like, oh, okay, and then I'll not watch it again for another five to ten years. 
Um, I wouldn't. I, if I had to, I would never watch this. Uh, if I, you know, it's like going into this film, I remember not like thinking the movie was super long, and and the but the one thing about it that I thought was really great was like the final set piece. I thought it was like really good and kind of like you know was like the thing worth watching at least. Yeah. Uh, rewatching it today, um, I still believe that. Mm-hmm. But like, also, it's like, holy shit, dude! We take two hours to get to that point, and there's also yeah. just so it, much it, it, it superfluous little... like material that just needs to be cut out of this film, or feels like um that, that's that's a big problem with like, the movie. That is that like just basically stuck around from like previous script rights that they just forgot to cut out. It's oh, just like there's they, you could cut an hour out of this movie. I would say half hour, 45 minutes. You can cut all the entire intro until the shootout can be gone. We could just start open the movie with well, like I them we writing. Cut out is basically all the stuff that's like the framing device with the kid. Mm. Oh, all of this stuff with the kid can go, which is probably like 20 minutes. I think all of the intro until like they're writing to the go big shootout, like all that stuff is unnecessary. The whole train sequence with Tonto. I don't think you need the whole, like, how they met really before he died. Yes, you don't need any of that. Um, I don't think you need to have... Like, I'm fine with a flashback to Tonto as a kid. I don't understand why that's how you tie it in, as opposed to, like, that's... See, it would have been interesting to me if it's like, all right, you keep that Tonto story, but then... What's his name and his brother and their family saved? Like Tonto was shot as a kid, and they were they bring him back then to kind of tie them closer together. Because in this plot, they have no reason, and it's not even like it. Also, doesn't help that the actors have no chemistry together. But like they have no reason to be together. They're not friends. They like never do anything friendly. We never see them like have a friend moment. They're just dicks to each other the whole movie. Yeah, I'm kind of going to stand by what Siler says in that I still stand by that, that it does have problems, but I still think the final set piece is makes it worth it all. Yes. In the end. I would say uh, I would but, watch but the there final set piece now. again, and there, I would not watch the rest of the movie. There are a oh. lot of points in this movie where I would be like, oh, th- it was hard to get through. It was So a- we watched 11 films so far, and before the show started, I actually like went back through and rewrote my, like, best or worst list um i would put this as my new number seven uh below sky high above blade training in the fact that like i think the lone ranger is like the new film for me where like like before or afterwards like there'll be like it's like does like this film have something i remember like um i saw this film like in 2013 like, to this day, I always remember, like, hey, man, the finale is, like, super great. I forgot kind of what happens in it. I remember it was great. But everything beforehand, like, Blade Trinity, Bloodshot, Hellboy, uh, I don't remember, like, really a whole lot of things. They're forgettable. They're, like, I also have Armis Fowl in that also. But, like, the only thing I remember from that movie is Josh Gad unhitching his jaw, eating yeah. sand, and blowing it out of his asshole. So which, wait, is something, which is something I will remember. So I think if I'm going to go if I'm going to go best to worst here, I'm going to go Mask of Zorro, Constantine, Sky High, probably 
Batman and Robin, this movie, um, Cats, Green Hornet, Blade Trinity, Bloodshot, Bloodshot, Hellboy, Artemis Fowl. Yeah, I think this is like my real diverging point because like Master Zorro is like an easy number one. Yeah. Um, yep. I think depending on how I feel, it's Constantine or Sky High, depending in the mood. I think they're kind of because they're so different to me. Lou, I feel like for you, this is going to go like right by Artemis Fowl. No, Artemis Fowl is the hard bottom. It's going to take like a snuff film and maybe that won't even be like be below Artemis Fowl. Um but like Constantine, like Sky High and Constantine, then um, Batman and Robin and Cats are kind of like in that next level. Probably Cats is below Batman and Robin because um, at least Batman and Robin's like comic booky, so I'm kind of more into it. Then I think I have Green Hornet, and then I don't know where to put this movie because I have no interest in ever seeing Bloodshot again. Anything. No. Of Same with Hellboy, Blade Trinity, like. I feel like I could do like a watching all three of them, and that's the only way I could watch Blade Trinity. But this movie just has that final set piece, and that's all I would want to watch from. So that alone makes it better than Bloodshot and Hellboy, but I don't know if that makes it better than Blade Trinity. I feel like they're kind of there, and at least with Blade Trinity, I haven't lost half a day. I, I will say the, the Lone Ranger for me is better than cats bloodshot hellboy blade and artemis fowl and i think green hornet i i would i can't believe i'm saying this i would rather watch cats like legitimately (laughs) sit down and watch cats i think i could Uh, watch cats almost twice like in the time frame right let's see how long was cats hour 40 oh cats is long it's an hour 50 have we like only done long movies (laughs) the the shortest movie we've done on this has to be sky high uh, no, so, it's um. Hang on, I'm gonna tell you. It absolutely has to be a Lone Ranger. It's the longest. L- oh, Lone Ranger's yeah. the longest. The shortest we've done has been Artemis Fowl at 95 minutes. Yeah, Artemis Fowl was absolutely the, the shortest because they were like, we gotta get in and get out and do the bare minimum. Yeah, and Artemis Fowl, they could have cut two thirds of that movie and made it a 25 minute episode on TV, and it would have been just as garbage. Okay, so my best and worst currently is. Uh, Mascazzaro, Constantine, Third Cats, which is, I know, controversial, uh, Batman Robin, Four, uh, Green Hornet at Five, Sky High, Lone Ranger, Blade Trinity, Bloodshot, Ninth, maybe also controversial, Artemis Fowl, because at least I remember, like, some things that, about that, that one movie. scene. <laughs> and, then, and then Ten is Hellboy, which I just... I, I, there's a pro wrestling scene, and that's absolutely it. I, I forgot that, that, that until movie. you just said that. I forgot about the whole Lucha Libre thing in the beginning of that movie. I, and I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pro wrestling mark, so like, I remember that. But like, other than that, I don't remember anything. Okay, I would just say you just remind me. So Hellboy is definitely second from the bottom, and that's because watching that movie made me just want to watch the other two way better movies, mm-hmm. one of the cartoons. And just because it was just like, this is the garbage we got instead of getting the third one. But at least, like, Bloodshot is something quote-unquote new, I guess. And Hellboy is just, like, so much worse. Cause it, yeah. Um, I guess, like, I'm actually surprised, like, Sky High is so low on your list. I love that movie. Like, it is, like, a guilty pleasure movie for me. And I feel like this is kind of, Lone Ranger is kind of a maybe guilty pleasure for you two guys. This is a guilty uh, pleasure. I would I would say that. 
because I would put like Batman and Robin is like I think Zorro Constantine are good movies. I think I, the other ones are like, kind of guilty pleasure that are like, like not terrible. Everything from Lone Ranger below, I would like n- like I watched the Lone Ranger for this podcast. Um, but like everything from Lone Ranger below, I would not like to watch again. But like from the things that like I wouldn't watch again. I at least remember a thing about Lone Ranger that I actually had a lot of fun watching. I, I okay. will say for me, Cats is where it stops being good. Like it's the last, I would say, arguably like fun time I had. And then a Green Hornet on is where it gets bad for me. Um, see, I think maybe I like Green Hornet more. Um, I think Green Hornet, and this is going to be like a weird thing. Green Hornet is on the low end of back in the day of like FX movie of the weekend. To just mm-hmm. have in the background. Like, my favorite example of that is a terrible movie, but League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is, like, such a good background movie for me. I put Green Hornet in that category. Compared to, like, at least Batman and Robin I will actually watch and pay attention to, I think Lone Ranger is, like, the bottom end of that spectrum for me. Like, background noise movie. And Hellboy and Artemis Fowl are, like, I don't even want them to touch my screen on my nice TV because it's <laughs> offensive. Um, and like cats, I can put as like a background thing too, especially because the songs are so good. It actually works better, which is why it's higher. Cause then like, at least it's like music. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm not going to listen to more of that audio podcast. I highly recommend if anybody gives a shit about the Lone Ranger, I thought it was really cool. And to do that kind of, i listen to something that's so old, like in the audio drama. And it made me like finally go, all right, I need to go back and listen to the second Wolverine one and the Marvels one because I haven't listened to them yet. And I know DC's doing them. And they're doing them on Spotify, yeah. And Marvel yeah. had Marvels and the Wolverine podcast, which is both are fantastic. Two of them, yeah. And I've only listened to the first one. Um and it's made me kind of think of those. Because honestly I I had way more fun with the audio thing because it was so and I think it's one of the problems with the movie. It's like it's so up like upbeat's not the right word, but it's so like paced well and like these little kind of vignette things which they could have cut into set pieces in this movie which i think they definitely pulled from but they made them so long like this movie reeks of not having any like studio notes on like which is weird because we read that there were studio notes but like none on editing like there was no like i don't understand i feel like if this movie was an hour and a half it would have it would crush Oh, yeah. Or at least hour 45. Okay, if you cut it down to, like, the ending set piece, the gunfight in the beginning, um, the or no, the, the train set piece, the first train set piece, then the gunfight, um, the story with the Native American tribe, them getting buried alive, and then I would cut out that other set piece with the Gatling gun, and then just skip right to the end. And I think you could work, like, you could line those up. But I do think the problem, like, that this movie has is that, like, what uh, Silo was saying before, like, they need a female character, and there's nowhere in this concept that that really fits. Like, you have to basically shoehorn a character, unless you make the villain a female character, or, like, the number two a female character. But, like, it's a weird thing about, the like, the Lone Ranger and Tonto and I, it's the exact same problem we had in Green Lantern. Like, why is Cameron Diaz in that movie? Yeah, like, Green Hornet. You mean you Green Hornet? Yeah. 
um, it's there's no way to fit in, and it's compared to Zora, where it's built in so naturally and so important, where both heroes and both villains have a connection to her, to Zeta Jones. It may be like the best use of like a single like female lead in a movie that I've seen in a very long time. Um, Cause she's not a damsel in distress ever in that movie. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I think, uh, I think we can all agree that like Lone Ranger is kind of like a mess from like uh, top to mostly bottom. It, it has like a strong ending, but like, again, at the end of the day, it's a two and a half hour long film that just like, you know, Kind of comes together a little bit too late and not in the package that we want. The the next few films are going to be a a little long, I'm not going to lie. I I don't give a shit because two of them are fucking awesome. And I Uh, can't see the third one. What's our next film, by the way? Uh, It depends on when we want to go to old to young or young to old. In like when they were, did we want to do another modern film and work our way back in time or vice versa? I mean, like, what's the series of films that we're doing? Pulp sci fi. Okay. So that would be our three are uh, John Carter, Flash, Mars, Gordon. Flash Gordon, and The Rocketeer. And The Rocketeer is a good movie, and Flash Gordon is fucking bonkers and has the I feel like, best sound. I would be down to do, I would be down to do uh, The Rocketeer just because I feel like we need a. I well, I would be down to do if we're going from like top to bottom or bottom to top. I would rather do top to bottom or bottom to top. So we start with like nineteen. Uh, it's nineteen eighty five. Okay, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay. I we'll start with nineteen eighties. Uh, uh, Flash Gordon, and then we'll do Rocketeer, and then we'll do John you know Carter. What? It's because, actually like, kind I, of good because it's about to be the start of the NFL season. And our hero is the quarterback of the New York Jets. There we go. In oh my God, Timothy Dalton is in this too. Flash Wait, Eli, yeah, Eli, Timothy Dalton. Eli Manning is in. That's Flash the Giants. Uh, he's a, he plays. He was a player, and he's been retired for like a, a while. <laughs> okay, I don't follow the the Giants. Sorry. No, yeah, the Jets are the worst team. What was the other movie we were just talking about? Oh, so he's he is the villain in two of our movies. Yes. No. In this, he, He's a good guy in Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. He's the... I, I can't remember. He's like the sort of good guy, but he's a dick at one point. We will talk about this next week, though, because it is almost midnight here on the East Coast. Yes. Also, this is uh, an hour and 50 minutes, but yeah, I... Yes. That'll be better. So, yep. Thank you guys for sitting through what I feel like is a normal length episode for our show, but uh, long. Uh, any quick plugs? Uh, you can find me at John, J-O-H-N, underscore F-N, underscore Siler, S-E-I-L-E-R, where uh, I uh, plug stuff I'm currently doing for work, um, stuff that's currently happening in my city, and stuff that uh, we'll be announcing in the future. All right. And um, yeah, listen to all the other podcasts, rate them five stars, tell a friend, and um, yeah, and we'll catch you guys next time. And uh yeah. Flash Ah uh, uh, Hi Ho Silver Away oh,